Hi, this is Dion Bake from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, episode 120. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming and joining us here again. Um, Sandy, hey, how are you? Hey, Rob. I'm awesome today. Excited to record some more uh, fresh content for everyone. And uh, yeah, have a great show. Hopefully, we got some. I uh, can see some people watching and listening in. So, uh, you know, hopefully, they can chime in. If you if they have any questions, they can jump in and ask. And uh, happy to share. And uh, just happy to be producing more content again. Great summer. Lots of action happening. Hot real estate market. Lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're live on Facebook every Wednesday at ten thirty now. And uh, and then a couple of weeks later, you can catch up on the audio if you're not available. Or if you're one of those people that has a job. And uh, can't jump on and watch for an hour at 1030 on Wednesday, then um, obviously you can listen to the audio content uh, version of it off of our website or off of uh, off of um, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. But speaking of our website, everyone should go over there right now and check it out. Breakthroughreipodcast.ca. There you can download every episode that we have done so far. And that's like, I think we're pushing 120. What's this one? This is 120. So you can listen to every single episode. If you got 120 hours uh, to kill, go back and and check them out. And uh, there you can also get our free report. Yeah. The ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. Uh, If you sign up for our list there, you'll, you'll get that report. We also get on our email list with all the different stuff we're doing, get access to every show as it comes out uh, right in your mailbox. You'll get, uh, invites, uh, extra value there. Uh, come out to some of our live events if we're ever doing real live events again or virtual events, whatever that looks like. Uh, jump on there and you'll get notified of all the action. Absolutely. And go over to iTunes as well and uh, write, leave us a rating review, please. That would really help us out. You guys know the drill. Um, whoever hasn't uh, taken a couple minutes to get over there and just tell us what you think of the show, please do that. Um, we have one one review and it's short and sweet so i'll just read that right now we have one new review since the last show and this one is from deaner 89 and he says great podcast five stars i really enjoy the podcast i learn a lot would like to hear more on startup and how to get investments to get more properties and grow your portfolio how to get investments to get more property i think he means how to get funds or how to uh, get capital to get more properties and grow your portfolio so uh, thanks for that, Diener. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about that a lot, right, Sandy? There's multiple ways of gaining, uh, getting some capital to do your deals, regardless of how much money you have to start out with. And, you know, like I said, go back and listen to one of the 120 episodes or any of them, and you'll get some nuggets, some tips in every single one of them on that kind of strategy. Yeah, that's on a lot of episodes, I would say. Um, so lots of stuff to talk about around that. And I'm sure we can, you know, we can touch on that in this show, I'm sure, again and uh how we do that and how you might want to do that there's there's a few options options. but i'm super excited to talk to our guest who we have uh waiting in a really nice it looks like you're at a really nice uh, cottage right now but uh, alfonso thanks for joining us today yeah both thank you so much uh, rob and uh, sandy for for having me on and uh it's such a pleasure to be talking with you guys yeah i'm up in uh port stanley ontario uh enjoying the cottage the beautiful summer weather and the beach so uh yeah i got a little bit of a sunglass tan and uh, burn and stuff going on. But uh, yeah, definitely excited to be with you guys today. 
Fantastic. Yeah, we're excited to have you, um, Alfonso Salemi. And he is going to do a bit of an intro here. Um, actually, a pretty long one today. So just bear with me as I read through it. And uh, we can add on to it if uh, if we feel needed. But uh, really excited to have you on the show, Alfonso. Uh, Alfonso is he's out in the community sharing his passion for rent to own and the benefits it can bring to people's lives. So he's heavily involved in the rent to own aspect of uh, real estate investing. Uh, he thrives on interactions and enjoying helping others with their biggest purchase. He's often the first person on the JAG Properties team to meet with tenant buyers, uh, JAG Properties being his rent-to-own business. He also works with investors and outlines the personal and financial benefits of the JAG program to them. And he's a company's uh, condol to realtors, brokers, and others in the world of real estate. And uh, Alfonso uh, values JAG's team approach to the rental model and its benefits to all parties. He knows that all parties must be committed to ensure the successful completion of each rent-to-own program. We're going to get a lot more deeper in on that uh, rent home program and how it all works throughout the show. Um, Alfonso runs Jags Properties Burlington office. He's active in the community. Like we said, he's also the founding member of the Right Club uh, and a real estate, which is a real estate networking group to encourage excellence, communication and growth among like-minded professionals as a proponent of the benefits of rent to own and how it can enable those who have experienced roadblocks to become homeowners. Alfonso often talks to the community and business groups to inform them about JAG's rent to own program. And Alfonso thinks that it's unfortunate that people often think that they can't recover from bankruptcy, bankruptcy or consumer proposal and that owning a home is out of reach for them. And so showing how it is possible to own a home if they're willing to do what is needed is one of the best things about his job with their rent to own program so that gives a little insight we're going to dive a little deeper into all of that stuff uh and again welcome to the show alfonso we're really happy to have you on here and uh excited to share and learn about what you've been up to yeah thanks so much for for getting through that intro i know it's a it's a lot but uh i grabbed that right from our website as well too so i'm yeah. interested to, to to speak more a little bit about uh, a few of the things that you covered there yeah alfonso i guess the way we start off with everybody pretty much is just a little tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up getting uh, into real estate investing yeah so you know what i was uh, born and raised in hamilton ontario from uh, italian immigrants that uh, that came over in the, the mid 60s and uh yeah i just i went through school elementary school uh high school not really knowing what I wanted to do. And, and I wasn't really good at school, but per se. So I was uh, always trying to find something, you know, fun, you know, I was, enjoyed sports, that kind of stuff. Um, and then it was in uh, in college, I was, I went to Mohawk College, and I was taking, you know, marketing. And one of our, uh, one of the marketing instructors, teachers was actually a real estate, um, uh, a real estate agent. So he would often let us out of class early because he had to go inside a deal, show a house, do something, right? And uh, I was like, wow, you know, he's got this great job teaching at a college, but he's ducking out to go do real estate. So I was always asking him. And when I was younger, I worked on job sites um, with my cousins as well, too, that were developers and builders. So I always knew that like this real estate was really great, but I only knew it from two aspects of like either you had to build a house or you're a realtor. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I was into those, you know, realtors work late and weekends and open houses on Sundays when you should be hanging out with family and those kinds of things. So that was kind of my early perceptions. And then I was lucky enough to get a copy of the Rich Dad Poor Dad book in my hand, which I'm sure all of your listeners uh, have all heard of and, and saw like that. And, and I was on vacation when, when I was reading that and, you know, I had my feet up at the pool and drink in my right hand and going, oh, yeah, passive income, make money while, you know, while you're sleeping and I'm like this this sounds great I gotta get into this and uh, shortly thereafter I took the the classes that uh, you know they call them the rich dad education or rich dad poor dad classes so I, I really learned um, uh, about a few different strategies and the one that did speak to me the most what was rent to own uh, because in up and down markets and when when you're helping people qualify people always need to own homes um, and credit and all that kind of stuff isn't really easily accessible or taught in school. So I thought that's where, you know, the connection could be, as I always thought I was a good communicator, so I could help people kind of get into their house, right? So, um, yeah, that's what really got me started. It was, the you know, not unlike too many others, the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. It got me interested. The, the rent-to-own strategy uh, really spoke to me just because I, I was like, you know, I don't know if I can swear or lie, but, you know, scared of uh, a lot of the things that people um, – talked about with rental properties right and broken toilets and tenants leaving so the rent to own where you could help somebody uh and they cared about the property because they were going to own it really spoke to me because it almost 
kind of covered off the downside a little bit or, or hedged some bets in terms of rental property. So that was kind of, that's a quick little intro. And I got to meet Sandy early on as well too, when uh, he, he was hosting events in Burlington. And that, that's where I first had met Sandy and Kate and, and uh, you're working with Mark Loeffler as well too, doing events. And I really like the whole networking aspect of it because we're just sitting in a room chatting about different ways we could all make money and, 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 and do that. So I really like the whole community of, of the real estate uh, investing community i should say yeah fantastic and that was uh uh that's something that i myself as well rich dad poor dad i mean that was the trigger point really for me ultimately there was a few things maybe at once coming together but that was one thing that i said wow that is like a total mindset shift um and that's a book that almost like if you haven't read that book and you're watching this or listening to this that is probably one of the most common books that comes up in this show. And I'd say almost 50% of the list of people we have on that gets mentioned in some way, shape or form is something that's triggered uh, really a mindset shift. I think ultimately is what it is um, from thinking about having a job to going to more passive income, building up m multiple revenue streams and that sort of thing. Right. And just, just thinking about that differently. Yeah. Um, did you actually go through the program then with them? Like uh, one of their uh, rent to own programs? Is that what it was? Yeah, absolutely. I was full on board, paid like the $25,000 for the training, got uh, got mentors, uh, took the, the, you know, the, the weekend courses, the follow up courses. And, and, and really, that's when, you know, started talking to people that, you know, you know, most people thought I was crazy. You pay $25,000 to go to a couple of weekend courses and learn about real estate. So in my circle of influence at the time, a lot of people thought I was nuts, including parents and, and family members, you know, um, saying you're going to go and do real estate and, you know, real estate's too expensive and you can't do all, all the stuff that everybody hears, right? All the negative connotations. So when, when we got into that community, the classes were great. The education was phenomenal, but the, the community of people and, and the people around there that had the same mindset that wanted something different. Right. And I thought I was, you know, to be honest, I thought I was a pretty sharp guy. Like I went for marketing and in business and I always thought, you know, do sales because you can't, if you, you sell more, you make more. Right. And, and I remember it was like in grade eight, at a, like a bring your or like a bring your parents to to school or job career day kind of thing. It, uh, the sales guy said, "Well, they don't give awards for accountants of the year, right? There's sales guys of the year." So I was like, "Oh, you can always make more." And then real estate was kind of a combination of like, "Hey, yeah, if you hustle more and you work more and, and you learn more, you can definitely uh, you can do better." So uh, and so what yeah, were you doing? Uh, uh, that that book a, for sure. Yeah. And did you have a normal jo job then? I guess at the time as well, like you were working somewhere. And yeah, absolutely. Real estate on the side. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was actually was window coverings. Uh, I was selling window coverings, working with like companies like Blinds to Go and Covers and things like that, selling parts components on the road. I worked for UPS for a little while as well, too. And I remember, I can't even tell you how many times that I went into like meetings with realtors, like like yourself, Sandy, at the time, and 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 then UPS people, and I'd sometimes have the wrong bag. I'd bring in my UPS bag to like the the real estate, and I'd be kind of doing running parallel because it was uh, operating my own schedule at the time, right? And I was like, okay, this real estate, I need to go and meet people and talk to people, not just look at houses, right? And that's what that's the aspect of I really liked about it. It's really truly a people business, right? Yeah. So let's just get into this whole rent to own thing. And I mean, I'll, maybe there's most of the people might be familiar with it, but let's just break it down into basic component and explain yep. what it is and how it works. Yeah, definitely. Well, that that's, that's the number one question I get all the time, you know, how does rent to own work? And uh, you have to look at it from a couple different perspectives, right? Like most of your listeners are probably investors or or, um, or, or want to be investors that are listening to this. And then that's a big part of, of how we how we do so many of our rent owns is with joint ventures and investors. Um, there's also the side from the tenant buyer perspective, and then obviously the professionals and mortgage brokers that we work with. So um, essentially the, the way that rent own works is we work with people uh, and we do a client first approach, right? So we find our clients first, we vet our clients first, uh, but somebody that can't qualify for a mortgage, whether it's their income, their down payment, their credit score or a combination of those things, one of those or two of those things are lacking. They don't have enough money saved. Um, maybe they're self-employed and they're not claiming their true income. So the bank lenders aren't going to qualify them for enough of a purchase price or, or the purchase price they're looking for. And then uh, the down payment, right? Saving up for enough down payment, 5, 10, 20%. And like I mentioned earlier, the credit score, right? I didn't understand what a credit score was until I started taking those rich dad classes and investing. 
I just filled out paperwork and got mortgages because the bank or the lender gave it to me. So uh, we find clients that, you know, can't qualify. We, we take a look at their situation and come up with a budget and say, okay, this is what you'd be qualified for in three years. We reverse engineer it and we give them a budget to go out and shop for a property today. 400, $500, $300,000 purchase price. They go out and choose the home that they like, the street that it's on, the area, what amenities they want to be close to. And uh, and we work with realtors to go and help them find the home. We're, we're not realtors ourselves. So they go out and shop for a house. Through our through our investors and our joint venture partners and, and ourselves, we buy the property, uh, set the terms of how much rent they'll be paying each month, how much additional savings they need, what the purchase price will be at the end of the property. And then uh, what we've done now the last two years is brought all that in-house of like an internal credit repair team that's actually helping the client or like personally training the client to qualify for their mortgage uh, at the end of the term because they know what their purchase price is going to be. So it's either, you know, claiming their income properly, saving up more down payment, fixing up aspects of their credit score so that they can go get their own mortgage at the end. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the gist of it. And then uh, obviously with every client, the program is a little bit different of what, what needs to be done. The client, sometimes there's more cash flow, sometimes there's more bio price, there all, all the nuances of, of the deal itself. But that's kind of the basics. We're helping people buy their house and own their home at the end of the three years. Right. Okay. So your company <clears throat> will go find people that can't qualify for the home and then you'll buy the home with your partners and put them into it and over the next two or three years they repair their credit or whatever is wrong with uh, the reason why they can't qualify themselves and hopefully at the end of that term two years three years whatever it is um, they'll be able to buy that home themselves with a you know with the proper qualifications under like an a lender bank and uh, and then they would take over from that point yeah, you got it. Yeah, essentially getting them into their their mortgage. Sometimes it's the first time that these people have ever owned a house, right? So getting them to a first mortgage, yeah, with an A lender, sometimes B lenders, but getting them to more traditional financing and getting them out of kind of the, the rental aspect of it and putting some equity into their home. And then I guess the price that you buy the house for, they would they would be purchasing it for a price with appreciation taken into account over those two or three years. You got it. You got it. Yeah. So typically we're using anywhere, you know, three, four, 5% appreciation, depending on the area, the market, what it's done historically, what it's projected, right? No one has the crystal ball, but yeah, like something that is, um, is reasonable, which, you know, in, in most cases it is successful because it's it's based on their income, based on their down payment, based on their credit score, so that we know what we need to do to correct those issues throughout the three years, and it's reasonable. And obviously within the market, uh, you know, acceptance as well too. So would you mind basically like let's just do a case study, like a fake case study. Let's say sure. let's say somebody wants to buy a four hundred thousand dollar home right now. Mm -hmm. And they walk us through what that would look like. Like what kind of down payment do they need to come up with? And what does it look like when they're ready to buy at the end of the term? Yeah, typically. So if it's a first, first, if it's your primary residence, right? Most people know you need 5% and include another one to 2% for closing costs. A lot of the clients that we see are self-employed. So self-employed clients need about 10% to close um, on the property. Like they want to get a 90% loan to value mortgage. And then the clients that we do work with that have had bankruptcies or consumer proposals in the past, they typically need a 20% down payment. So what we're trying to do is get that, whether it's 5, 10, or 20% by the end of the three years. They do need some down payment today, right? So we're using a $400,000 purchase price. So typically the client, you know, at a 5%, they would need 20,000 to go and buy that house. If they don't have that 20,000, they have, you know, 12 or 15, um, then then we can work with them because they, they won't be able to qualify at the bank without that additional down payment. Um, the, the, the part that we always try to strive for is 10% at the end of the program, whether you're self-employed or not, um, just because you do look better in the bank's eyes and the lender's eyes if you're putting a little bit more down. Obviously, the more the better. Um, and then, yeah, so that's a down payment piece is whatever they have at the beginning of the program. Uh, like they do need at least 3% or 3% uh, of the purchase price or $10,000 to get into the program. That's our minimums. Uh, whatever is greater than two, 3% or, or $10,000. And um, yeah, and then we try, basically work that equation backwards to say, okay, they need, you know, if it's, if they're buying the, the home at 450 at the end of the term, uh, they'll need 45,000, 
right? So we just divide that up. If they have 20, we need to save them up 25. If they have 15, right, we need to save them up 35 and, and break it down that way there. In terms of income qualification, general rule of thumb that we use is, you know, uh, income times four. That's that's kind of a, a good barometer, income times four plus whatever down payment they'll have. Uh, if their credit score is better, you know, sometimes we can go to 4.25 or 4.5 if credit score is not the issue. And then the biggest biggest thing that we see all the time is people that don't have a high enough credit score. And it's a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding of how the credit score is made up. And people think that, you know, um, you know, not having higher income impacts their credit score or, you know, credit card bills or how much, you know, loans of credit, not using them properly, right? Um, so essentially someone that like, are you asking like who would qualify if they're looking for a $400,000 property today, you know, they would have to have around 10 to $15,000 saved already. Their income would have to be in and around 100K, like total family income. Uh, and their credit score, as long as it's not like, well, we have worked with credit scores that are zero, right? Like newcomers or new immigrants into the country that have the need to build up a credit score. Uh, but that's kind of the least of our concerns is because of the credit team that we that we have in-house now. Um, as long as the clients are following the plan, we're pretty confident we can get a client client's credit score improved based on, you know, tips, tricks, and follow-ups and actions that they can take to, to do that. See, I think that that there speaks to all the investors that might be interested in getting into this kind of thing, just how, you know, in depth you guys go with the uh, buyer clients that you're working with. So let's switch sides now and talk about the benefits for the investors that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, that, that was my first real estate investment. And like I said, I was kind of a nervous investor and I'd like the safe and secure mode of, of life for a long time. And the, the, the benefits is we have those clients that have something saved up. Just think if you are an investor and, or you're just a general person, I don't know, me personally, if you put 10,000, 15,000, $20,000 on anything, you're going to want to follow through, right? Whether it's, you know, a vacation or a down payment on a house, right? You're going to want to follow through on that. So from the investor side, you're partnering. We look at it as that we're partnering with these people because we choose the clients first. So um, you're partnering with these people that have a vested stake in the success of this program. They're rolling alongside you. Um, uh, number one topic of, of the benefits is the lack of repair and maintenance, right? So clients, the tenant buyers that are in the programs, they are responsible for all the repairs and maintenance of the property. So if you have a normal rental property, like I know just happened last month on, a, on another rental that I have, you know, water heater goes, okay, it's cash flowing 400 bucks and you go buy another water heater. Well, you're down that month and okay, move on, right? And that's just part of it. Now you have a new water heater, et cetera. It's good. But for the rent to own, there's no repairs and maintenance required. You don't need a property manager on site. It's more about the people managing. And that's what our company does is, is watching that client. Uh, typically, cash flow is a little bit higher than a conventional rental because we do have that down payment savings. And I'm sure we're going to talk about how the cash flow works and how that's credited back. But the cash flow is typically higher on, on a, a rent-to-own deal month over month over 36, typically 36 months. And, uh, and then the buyout price. You have a clear exit saying in three years, we're going to sell at this price, right? When we're talking about refinances, you're always kind of within a range. Um, and with our sellback, we know what the exact number is or or more or less what we're going to sell back to the client in three years. Not to say that, you know, there isn't alternative exits and things like that, but it's really clear to know how much cash flow you're going to make each month, what your sale back price and what your profit will be over the three years. And it's really hassle-free and worry-free in terms we're managing the client for our investors we're, we're checking in with them. We're visiting the property a couple times, three times a year uh, and reporting back to them. So it's really kind of a hands off, a higher cash flow and uh, and return basis uh, than, than any other kind of investments out there currently. Those are some of the benefits. So is there any difference? Um, like what, what might be some differences that you compared to your structure compared to some other uh, rent own programs out there? Is there any big significant differences that you see or that you've maybe... Uh, I think maybe you do it a little better or differently than others. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm proud and I, you've heard me say it a few times. So it's definitely the one thing that I'm proud of is, is our in-house team, right? Is that we've, we worked with mortgage brokers and credit repair specialists kind of like on a one-on-one -on -one basis with our clients and ha having that. But since we've brought that in-house and have a, a team of, you know, mortgage brokers, certified financial planners and, you know, um, credit analysis kind of experts, 
bringing that in-house, that's really the strength of our program. The strength of our rent-to-own is, is ensuring that the clients are going to follow through and, and own the property. That's that's really the, the success of the rent-to-own. And I always say this, anybody can start a rent-to-own program. It's successfully concluding it and selling it back to the tenant buyer where, where it gets tough um, or, or it's more difficult. So the in-house team is definitely something that I think sets us apart a little bit differently. And just... Um, just the, the client approach, the client first uh, strategy versus property first strategy. So we don't buy a property unless we have a qualified tenant buyer ready to go. We're not looking to say, hey, we're going to buy this house. It's even if it's great area, great appreciation, awesome market. We're not going to buy that house and hope to find a tenant buyer or a client um, because now we're adding in the added element. OK, well, all their finances need to line up in place, their down payment, their credit score, their income. And now they actually have to like the property. They don't like the area or the direction it's facing or the, the way the yard looks. That's just an added element of difficulty. So the client first approach is definitely, I think, that the, the one of the better ways to approach it because now you have a client that's invested emotionally that wants to buy that property because they chose it, right? Um, those are just some of the things that I think are that separate us uh, from, from some of the others. So let's uh, let's talk about some challenges that you guys run into. What are some of the big ones that you see uh, in, involved in this strategy? Oh, there's no challenges in real estate investing, oh. right? It's all easy. It's all simple stuff, right? Rainbows and butterflies, right? But um, no, definitely yeah, yeah. figured it all out. And yeah. well, yeah, th- yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Have- say that we've actually had guests say they you know because when you sometimes when not too many of them because we really try to keep it real and i won't take that for an answer you know but no uh, guests that say no no i really there's not any challenges i everything's went well because they don't see the the follow-up question is going to be like well how's your second week in real estate investing going right (laughs) because if they haven't had that you know those challenges or experiences i don't know maybe they just haven't been doing it that long or or horseshoes but yeah there's definitely challenges and i mentioned it it's not so much property management it's people management so when we're trying to you know again our our i think our minds shifted when we read rich dad poor dad so we had a different shift of of a mindset so maybe not to that extent or that level but we're trying to shift the mindset of of clients and tenant buyers of you know get out of the renters mentality where now you can have equity and explaining all that from somebody that maybe doesn't have any background that's definitely a challenge right and they're saying well no i just want to own a seven hundred thousand dollar house and pay fifteen hundred dollars a month okay well i always say i want a full head of hair in a ferrari um you know still working on the ferrari right the uh, the head of hair i might have to say goodbye but uh but yeah that, those are some of the challenges that sometimes people the clients tenant buyers really, you know, aren't fully on board or, or, or don't follow along or they get that fatigue and where it's where we do have to come in and, you know, either extend a program or in some cases where we've had to kind of just end the program, try to return and give the, the equity back or some of the equity back to the clients and, and move on from there. Um, and then, you know, there's kind of the normal challenges of real estate. What we're kind of experiencing right now is it is such a hot market, right? And there's so many multiple offers, lack of inventory out there. And when our process, we require at least a home inspection because we want to walk through the properties with our clients and see their face when a home inspector says, oh, hey, this is a furnace filter. You're going to have to change that every three months. Or, hey, there's going to be normal wear and tear on a property. This is what happened. And if their face is like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. I'm responsible for that. It gives us a good insight on you know their willingness to, to participate and be successful in the program. Um, so those are definitely some of the challenges. Um, yeah. like. A, I guess not so much a challenge or maybe the con downside pros and cons of, of, of a preset purchase price is when the market's doing eight and nine and 10% and, you know, double digit appreciation and we've locked in at a four or 5% appreciation, right? Yeah. Are we leaving money on the table? Definitely. Um, but we're cash flowing and we're, you know, profitable on, on all of our rent to own deals. So, um, you know, there is a little bit of money left on the table. So that's a challenge. And then, yeah, again, continuing, you know, the, to find, you know, good partners, um, whether that be professionals like real estate agents and mortgage brokers who really understand. And it's not just like, oh, my client this is the last case scenario. Let's go into a rent to own and see how it works. Um, we like to work with people that truly do care about the clients and, and do want the best for them and not just turn over and, and cash another, you know, check. Right. So, um, yeah, working with trusted partners and as the market shifts, obviously during, uh, 
during pandemic and, and working out payment plans and people's incomes and all that kind of stuff. The challenges are always going to come. It's how you handle them, how you work through them and, and growing. And, and then challenges, uh, challenges of growing a company of having, you know, five, six, seven different employees doing different things, getting them on on the same page when it just started with two of us, uh, myself and my business partner, Adam, it was either him or I doing it and now passing that on to other people and, you know, trusting them to get the job done. Um, yeah, those are a few some of them. So I'll never say there's no challenges. You can definitely, that, that's where you should end the show. <laughs> if someone <laughs> says there's no, no challenges. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that is what Jag Properties does. Now let's talk a little bit about your networking uh, group that you that you guys run. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, completely. Uh, it, obviously, it, it, it lines with what we do at Jag Properties too. But the Right Club, the Real Estate Investment Training and Education Club, is uh, is into the the same light of how I thought about the Rich Dad Network of investors that I met, and you know, Sandy putting together events back in the day of getting investors into a room. And it's sometimes about a project, sometimes about a strategy, sometimes just about challenges and mindset about you know the real estate investing. And it's really like-minded people kind of getting together, whether they're doing rent to own or burst strategies or commercial or wholesaling or student rentals and, and all the different facets, right? Because you can say, I'm a real estate investor, but what does that mean? It's like, I'm a human. Okay, well, all right, what kind of human, all right? So um, it's really, we're getting kind of solopreneurs Kind of in a room together talking about the different challenges strategies and successes that people have had right so um you know i know adrian your, your partner sandy was was uh was at the right club and he had an opportunity to share his story and talk about you know how he kind of you know shifted his job and went into full-time investing and and hearing those stories because sometimes all we need is a little bit of encouragement or hey that guy did it so why can't i do it and, and when you know when you guys are putting on a podcast like this for I don't know how many years you guys have done it and over you know close to 200 episodes. It's just normal people like me that have been able to kind of achieve some level of success in, in real estate investing. Some people just need to hear that when they're in their nine to five and they're grinding and they don't see an end and they don't see how they'll be able to shift it. And that's what the, the rich that education was for me was seeing people that had achieved some levels of success you know, within their own and now giving that inspiration. And then obviously giving the tools and, and uh, the expertise of the people that have walked that path having that easily accessible. So um, we just launched our online community where it's, you know, there's, there's online forms, there's chat boxes, there's, there's calculators, there's, we're going to have our uh, off market, uh, like a kind of like our, our deal marketplace on there where people can post deals and see what they're looking for and, and really, really fine tune it. I think as you know, you guys are one of the first podcasts. We also have the podcast that we do with the Right Club. Um, but it's really connecting people that are doing the same kind of things and sharing that information. So you don't need to be by yourself out there, right? You're not, you don't need to go and figure out everything on your own. You find the people that have done it the best ways and maybe some people that have done it terrible ways and take all that information and, and, and make it your own. Um, and we're just there accessible to, to, to the community and to the people at large. So yeah, that, that's been really fun meeting a lot of new people that way. That's well, imagine, that's imagine you've had to shift a little bit in the last few months around how you work that community. Is that, uh, has that been, I, if we talk about challenges, that's probably been a bit of a challenge or something you have to pivot around. What's that? Yeah. Like? Yeah, absolutely. We were meeting once a month in Burlington, Ontario, right? Like that was the rooms that you were doing your events, Sandy. Right. And, and I, I love that. I feed off the energy of other people and yeah, definitely it's been challenging because, you know, obviously not being able to, to go out and be in person and, you know, the numbers are increasing, but yeah, we, we quickly shifted onto, the Zoom model, and we were doing a lot of webinars and, and and podcasts already, but not having that group community feel, that's why we felt the online community, and that was kind of in the works kind of pre-COVID and kind of sped up because of COVID, but uh, having that accessibility where you can go and out, it's tough to go and just network and walk along the street or in your normal path of life and talk to somebody about like multiple in, multiple income strategies and you know owning several properties and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, getting onto the website was huge and, and having that accessibility that people can go out and kind of network um, at their will that that that's been the biggest shift in not being able. But yeah, we we do have a lot of content that we did. We started going weekly uh, on the Zoom webinars, and then I think people got a little bit zoomed out, so we started going every other week um, to to do that as well too, to to share information and, and just share people's stories. Right? Both of you guys have to come on the show and love to hear your backgrounds and share your stories because that's what it's really about is giving that encouragement and knowledge and skills to those people that uh, that want to go do that or don't know where to turn or how to do that. So yeah, it's been fun shifting it that way there and doing these kind of calls. I love being in person and in people, uh, like I said, feed off the energy, but obviously this is the next best thing, right? 
yeah, that sounds fantastic. So where can people go to hear that show? Yeah, so it's the the Right Club podcast. So if you go to the rightclub.com, uh the and R E I T E uh club.com, uh that's where you can go to check out the the podcast and have all the uh the forums, the information, everything's up on there. Uh yeah, send me a message, make a connection on there and uh yeah, find out make it really you got to go on there and see what what you want to find. Make it purposeful. Uh, if you want to just be an observer too, click around and see what's going on. But you can find, you know, almost we have lawyers. We have our pro add-on, which is really good, uh, really great as well. Is that you know there's lawyers and accountants, realtors, mortgage brokers. You know all the aspects of whether again it's a rent to own, a burr, a wholesale, all the different things. You need all those aspects. Property managers, right? Um, that you know knowledge being shared on there all the time. So yeah, that's where you should check it out. TheRightClub.com. Awesome. So great resource for connecting with uh, some great professionals. Um, yeah. Actually, as you're saying that too, I'm triggering me on another question. You do work with a lot of realtors. How do you help realtors in their businesses uh, to do more business? Uh, you talk about the you know great net, uh, connections and networks. How do how do realtors benefit working with you guys? Yeah, I absolutely love the love the realtor aspect of it. I almost say like I'm a pseudo realtor. I've been working with them so long. It feels like I should have like an honorary license. Not that I want it or, or, or need it or anything like that. But uh, yeah, so a lot of times realtors uh, run into clients that uh, that don't qualify for a mortgage, right? That they want to go and help them. And, you know, they bring them to their favorite mortgage broker and they can't then get them qualified. And then they have a second favorite mortgage broker that they bring them to. And then it's like the the kind of shysty guy around the corner that's like, well, these guys, this guy can get anybody qualified. And it's like, well, it's too much. And so we kind of work as almost an in-between of like, if the client's great and qualified and has all ready to go, realtor doesn't really need our help. And if the mortgage broker can't get them qualified, that's where we kind of step in and say, okay, let's see, what can we get them qualified for? And once we go through our process and understanding what their target budget is today, that's when the realtor goes out and essentially, you know, we, we work, the realtor becomes working with us and we work with that client, right? So we're signing the agreement of purchase and sale. That realtor that's brought us that client uh, will will represent us in the buy and sell of the property. And then we start our rent to own program. So a lot of lot of realtors always reach out and 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 uh, share the story that you know their client got turned down or last minute financing got pulled. And you know, we always say, you know, that that always happens too. And um, we like to be involved as early as possible. But yeah, we, we've saved some deals at the 11th hour where financing was supposed to come through and and it didn't. And now they're firm on the deal and and things like that. But anytime that a realtor or, or a mortgage broker, for that matter, has has a client that you know can't get into that A or, or, or B lending, that's when we can try to qualify them for the mortgage broker for, for the rent to own. And the mortgage broker and the, and the realtor can still do their job in terms of going, showing a house to that client and, and showing them through the normal process. Um, yeah, and they get they get paid their commission the same way. Put another deal up on the board and and help another family uh, eventually own their house. So that's huge for uh, I think that's huge for realtors, mortgage brokers to help them, um, you know, close more business, help more people. What's the where, where do you work that? Is that a is there a geographical kind of are you locked into some certain areas or is that all over? Ontario, U.S. or I mean, yeah, Canada, pretty, how does that look? Yeah, well, we're I, I'd like to say like primarily ninety five percent of our business work across Ontario. So, um, my my business partner Adam was uh, is, is based out of London. I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. So we go as far west as Sarnia and Windsor, kind of in between along the four hundred three there, like Woodstock, and then to Brantford, all the way across up to Ottawa. We have properties right Oakville and and uh, sorry, not Oakville. Um, Oshawa, that's what I was going to say, Oshawa and up in that area, really across across Ontario is really where we've worked. We've worked in Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland as well, uh, but primarily Ontario. So if, if a realtor has a client that, you know, obviously we need to work within those parameters and Rob mentioned like the $400,000 purchase price, that's kind of like the bread and butter as numbers continue to climb and purchase prices increase, that becomes another challenge as well too. But if, you know, knowing when, when I ask, when I talk to a realtor and they're, you know, per prospecting a potential client that might fit for a rent own, I'm always asking, you know, what's the average purchase price in the area that you work in, right? And then, then I can kind of give them like an avatar or a client baseline of who their client should be. Because if you're in Oakville, right, and purchase prices are, you know, 800,000 and the client's at a, you know, 50 or $100,000 income, that's not going to work. A rent to own can't just magically make them make more money or, or claim better, right? But it's to get them to that purchase price that they're working in that area. So yeah, we work across Ontario. Um, we're, we're starting to look a little bit more um, out, out, uh, out east as well too in the Maritimes. We have a few out there, like I said, because just 
the purchase prices and you can buy properties like on a line of credit essentially right at 80 100 $150,000 purchase prices so uh, but primarily on Ontario um, yeah greater horseshoe area north all over so I know we got a lot of listeners out that way out in Maritimes Quebec even and different areas out east is that if you're a realtor out there and you're struggling with deals and stuff they can reach out to you is that someone that makes sense for you guys yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, now as travel opens back up, it's going to be a little bit easier to, to get out out east. You know, we would go a couple, at least two times a year to check on, you know, it's probably about a handful of properties that we have out in Maritimes. And, you know, we find an excuse to go have some nice, uh, uh, nice crab and, and seafood out that way there too, to check on their properties. But yeah, if there's a realtor, uh, realtors out there that, you know, having issues, clients can be qualified, get in touch with us. That's, uh, yeah, that's a, a great area, I think, to, uh, to start working and do a little bit more out. So you've got, how, how many rental deals have you guys done now? I know it's up over hundred. Is that right? Yeah. So actually uh, in total, I think it's like a, something like 163, 164 total deals. We've actually sold back 53, sold back to the tenant buyers, to the clients that now are actually homeowners. And the balance of those are somewhere in, in the project, right? Somewhere first month, second month, or, or close to ending it, you know, two, three years into the program. So Yeah. And so like a lot of experience, obviously in that, and I know, you know, a lot of other strategies that uh, one thing we didn't really touch on too much. And I'm curious your, your thought on it. What is the be biggest benefits of doing a rent home business? And like, if someone's starting out and they're going to, they think rent home sounds interesting to them, but they're looking at flipping or buying hold and all the different strategies, why would rent to own be uh, a real benefit for them? Why might they choose that path? Yeah, to, to me, again, it, it is the security, right? So from an investor standpoint, that the first deals, the first handful, seven deals that that uh, myself and Adam uh, did was we, we financed them ourselves, right? So that that security for us was, was the biggest sell for me. And then just like any other strategy, you do get capped out yourself. So we had to go to joint venture prop, uh, joint venture partners. And it is the security because that client, and especially if you do have a good vetting system and, and you're working with that client for the right reason and, and getting all that information up front, the security of that property and of the client of that transaction, that deal is, um, is a little bit more secure. Now, not to say that a burst strategy or a flip or anything like that's not, However, right, if it's just different reasons, right? I think, you know, I've heard you talk about it lots uh, about it, Sandy, is the why. Why are you getting into the real estate business? If it's just for the money, like it doesn't matter, right? Like just go and do it. It's not, you're not going to care. But if it's, you're, wanna, you're going to help people that are, you know, unable to qualify for their home, right? And even new investors like myself when I first started, um, you know, scared to of the toilets and the tenants and, and you know, all the maintenance and construction and all that kind of stuff. Like I just recently did like a duplex conversion in Hamilton and like I did it the exact wrong way. I was there every day. Like I was watching like I went by just for like 10 minutes every day to go and see what was going on. What was new? I need to see the construction aspect of it versus like, you know, people most in the bird, like do it, set it, get the people, the professionals in there. And they were all in there. I wasn't doing anything, but like that, I was, I, I didn't have any info. Or I didn't have any knowledge or experience with it. So I wanted to learn that. So just like anything, it takes some time to get to know, but there's, you know, nuances of rent to own that, uh, that, yeah, just over time you get to know and, and see what works and doesn't work. And, and for me, the, the day that we, you know, sell back the, the property to the client and they officially become the homeowner to me, that that's the best. Like we still do um, visits with some of our clients that pop up bought properties two and three years ago off of us that invite us over for a drink or dinner and just are thankful now because now like they gained some equity into their property now are finishing their backyard and you know potentially investing in one of our our projects now right because they have some equity so kind of getting those people from like a rental situation is a tough situation where they're on that hamster wheel or the rat race right that, that we know and then getting them you know educated about their finances about their credit score about how money can work for them than to own their house and then you know basically it's it's a new starting point for them and their families uh and can impact their lives right so that that to me is the biggest advantage the cash flow is great um the profit's awesome you need that for any business but if you don't have that passion and love for doing it you got you you know don't don't get into anything not especially not red zone because there'll be tough days <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, those are good, uh, good perspectives there and insights. I think really the ultimate, ultimately the only real kind of downside at the end of it is you're selling the property, right? So you're, you're letting go of, but maybe an asset you really liked and you're, you're, you're kind of forced to get rid of it, but you know, there's so many benefits on the, on the other side of it as well. Right. So it's cause it just depends on what your goals are. Right. I mean, like you said, yeah. think about, think about leasing a car. 
right? If you got the, like the brand new, whatever cars out there, you lease it for three, two years or three years, you have to give it back or buy it, but then you go get the newer version, right? And when you bring back the lease. So well, a lot of our investors now are on their second and third cycles of three-year rent-to-own programs and have multiple properties. So they'll sell back that property, you know, keep whatever their initial uh, investment or, or, or uh, yeah, initial investment was, and now investing some of the profit into another deal and kind of going on. And so, yeah, a little bit, I, I agree. Yeah, selling a property. That's why, you know, there's other parts of our portfolio that you know, are long-term and holds. Um, but yeah, using that rent-to-own kind of almost like as a lease, like if it was a lease for a business vehicle where you're driving around a lot, right? You're, you'd now bring that one back and go get the newer version, right? And it's probably pretty exciting. I mean, with 400 on the books still, right? You've you've got, oh, we lost Sandy there, but I'll continue for now. Okay. <laughs> um, you, you've you pretty much got, like you've got closings every, you know, once, twice a month. That's got to be pretty exciting too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now with the, with the business life cycle getting a little bit more mature, now we're selling back properties and buying more properties. So I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we had actually seven transactions in one week. We bought three new properties and we um, sold back four to the tenant buyer. So that's all in one week. And that was kind of like a company record for us in seven in, in one week. Um, yeah, it's fun. There's a lot going on. That's why the team needed to grow and, and get bigger because a lot more moving parts now as we find like kind of streamline our exit to our clients, right? Because we were, like I said, we were great at starting the rent to own and getting into the program. And then now, okay, the the first few that were successful that we sold back, were like, we need to build a process for this as well, right? Selling them back to the clients and, and seeing that. Yeah, it is exciting. Definitely, Rob. Yeah, exciting for you, exciting for the investors and exciting for the, the, the tenant buyers. So, I mean, look, it's three birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, sometimes we'll ask people this, um, what would be like a piece of advice or a quote or something like that? That's always stuck with you and, and that's helped you through your, uh, real estate investing journey so far. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, there are so many and, and, and with the, the rent to own like industry in general, like I know we, we know a lot of people that, you know, have done rent owns and, and, and close friends that have done stuff and, and I think it's there. There's one thing that Henry Ford said, and, and he said, you know, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And it is it is having that mindset of whether it is rent to own, whether it is networking, whether it's birth strategies, whether you got to believe it first to, to do anything. You have to believe that you can do it. Right. So I remember, I, you know, for a long time I had the mindset of oh, that's not for me or, oh, my God, that guy has 100 properties. I can't do that. I'll, I'll just do five. And and it's really believing that you can do it and, and believing what you want to do. Right. It's it's great to, you know, th there's this many properties and people talk about that many doors and I have this many rentals and this many people and employ all that kind of stuff. That, that's all great. But really understanding why, why you want to why that is all there. And and if you want to do all that right and deciding what what the lifestyle how you want to go about doing that so being really secure on that um th there's there's a few there's one i always end off every presentation was the you know, napoleon hill that you can succeed quickest uh by helping others succeed i'm paraphrasing that um but uh, and that's the that's a, the joy that i get out of doing the podcast out of helping tenant buyers new investors experiencing investors listening to podcasts right listening to you guys that you guys are the same elk right that you guys are out there helping interviewing guys like me on a you know on wednesday morning just chit chat and hanging out so that other people can listen to this and creating fresh content new stuff so people can hear something and i always say if i can help somebody like just get one inch closer to their goal or help them you know at least at a net neutral i don't want to set them back i want to get them at least one a little bit closer to their goal on, on some of the things that they want to accomplish that that's what inspires me and, and i think if, the more that you help people you, you're going to get all the things that you want to, to achieve and, and those are coming the things that i live by and you know you can tell the um, whether it's realtors investors tenant buyers that they don't have the best intentions sometimes and it's just about a transaction or it's just about getting paid or you know uh pulling one over or something like that and that's that's great in the short term not even it's not that great anyway um but it's like it's not long lasting and sustaining right so um, that, that's the stuff that I kind of live by is don't do it just for today. Is it going to be good for tomorrow, the next week, the next year, the next five years and, and, and do those things that you need to do to, to, to properly prepare for all that. 
And I think you're right. And when you go, when you dig into really what that, what that uh, Henry Ford saying means is that, you know, you were talking about how there was so many people telling you, oh, it's too risky, whatever at the beginning, like you can choose to listen to those people and take the safe route and go, yeah, they're probably right. Maybe I'll just, you know, I'll continue to work for UPS here and all, and everything's good here. Why would I rock the boat? Yeah, they're right. You know? Or you can believe that there's something more for you out there and build something like you've built, right? So there, there, and mindset is just one of those things where it goes hand in hand with real estate so well. And I think that that is one of those things that encompasses it perfectly. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, sharing. That's why, that's why most of the books always start out with that, right? There's always the little mindset pieces usually in there um, just to set the tone. Cause it is a, it is really, you know, it gets over, not doesn't get overset. It gets said a lot, but it's totally, totally true. Um, and I don't think that's going to change, yeah. Yeah. but great quotes there. Love that. What is, uh, what can we look forward from you in the future? What are you up to for your businesses? Yeah, absolutely. So as we continue to grow Jake Properties, we we uh, we want to still hit over 200 rent owns by the end of this year, 200 in 2020. So that uh, we, we've been still trucking along throughout the uh, throughout the pandemic and bringing on not as many as we'd like, but uh, but still going to go do that and grow the team and 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 help more uh, tenant buyers, help more investors, help more realtors, mortgage brokers to to and families own own their house, right? So to to continue to grow the the Jag team. And, uh, and and grow that business uh, for the right club. It's yeah to, to grow the online community and, and have that um, that spot there where people it's a trusted resource where people can go to get information, knowledge, mindset pieces, the things that they need. Everybody needs something a little bit different. Sometimes we all need the same thing. Everybody needs a, a lawyer to close a real estate deal, right? So you know we want to have a lawyer there, but some people need mindset, some people need strategy, some people need encouragement. Uh, so to have that there and uh, yeah, and to continue to to, to redefine how how to how to live how to live a you know purposeful life and helping other people and what that looks like right sometimes when i think we get lost in doing 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 and then all of a sudden we're like well what is all this and and, and kind of retransition so um that's a big thing up at the cottage this week taking some time and just really thinking about who who are the people that um are going to be part of our business part of our my own personal life relationships moving forward those types of things and, and building stronger relationships for with the the, the people that we have uh, already in those so um, looking to do that. Yeah. Continue to do the podcast. I want to, I, I have a, a goal to, to, to kind of do my own little side spinoff of the show called like Alfonso asks. So, you know, just asking, you know, quick hits, little things like that, tips of advice, again, more ways for people to connect and, and get, get that. And, uh, yeah, you guys do such a great job on, on doing that as well too. So I, I appreciate you having me on, um, yeah. And just sharing my story and my info and hopefully today, um, yeah, it inspires somebody to, to go and do what they want to do. Well, I definitely think it will. And thanks very much for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your relaxing, uh, little getaway there that you're at. So we've enjoyed all the info that you've gotten. I'm sure lots of people are going to take this and, uh, and learn from it as well. So thanks again. Awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Best way to get in touch with you. Best way to get in touch is uh, is definitely uh, my email address. It's Alfonso, A-L-F-O-N-S-O, at Jag Properties, J-A-A-G Properties.com. Check out the website. Check out the Right Club. There's Yeah, if, if you can't get in touch with me, you're not trying hard enough. So I promise you, uh, definitely reach out. Love to talk real estate. And uh, yeah, let me know what I can do to help. And you guys know the drill. All of his contact info is going to be in the show notes. So go over there and you can just one click. You're one click away once you get to uh, to that point and you'll be in touch with Alfonso. So uh, Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, 2893-896846. Feel free to reach out uh, or Sandy at McKayRealtyNetwork.com. And you can reach me at Rob at MrBreakthrough.ca. Thanks everyone for joining us again and we will see you next time. Have a good one.